I'm playing some YB originals. Speech that I did. They can't get me with copyright for that. <laughs> hey, we coming a long way, Mark. We got we getting theme music. You guys got my roommate on. Let's roll. It's the Jay Willie Show. The dead period is extended again. Student athletes paid for image and likeness. And UVA players headed to Orlando. Thanks for logging on to the Jay Willie Show. I'm Mark Jerome, and the other fella outside of Yuri Barnes is Jason Williford. Today's music is brought to you by DJ YB. You may remember him as the six foot eight power forward Yuri Barnes, class of 95. Yuri's DJ is on Instagram every Wednesday night at seven. You can find the link and description below. Yuri, thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good show. I know you and Jay haven't seen him seen each other for a while. No, it's been a while, man. And he looks different the last time I seen him live, that's for sure. <laughs> but I still see him underneath I see him underneath all of that. <laughs> He's been growing that thing for a while. Yeah, man. In a cave somewhere. <laughs> but you know what? He got a cut. And he yeah, trimmed it. That's true. I, I got a haircut and I trimmed the cheeks a little bit, Mark, up top right here. I don't know if you noticed. Still losing more weight? Or oh you gotta get you trimmed the beard off the top. And, well, and you know what? Just outlined it a little bit. Yep. And you inspired me to get mine cut, too. Keep going. It ain't quite long enough. All right, folks. So during the summer pandemic months, there isn't a ton of college basketball news. Therefore, the Jay Willie Show will currently air every two weeks for the next two months. In the meantime, you can catch previous shows on LockerRoomAccess.com, as well as other Locker Room Access podcasts, basketball podcasts. And now we have just started football podcasts featuring former football who Ahmad Ballhawk-Hawkins uh, and Tony Covington. The Ballhawk will join us a little later on in the show as we talk about college students getting paid for image and likeness. Uh, before we jump into the dead period being extended, I wanna update everyone on a story that we've been watching and covering indirectly. The state of Mississippi is removing the Confederate emblem from its flag. The removal of statues and the Confederate flag has long been a point of contention in this country. NCAA President Mark Emmert said the Confederate flag is a symbol of oppression and blatant racism, and the removal is long overdue. We'd love to hear from you about the subject. Please comment on our forum on LockerRoomAccess.com. Coach, the D1 dead period is once again extended, this time through August 31st meaning coaches cannot recruit, recruit players live. We've spoken about this a few times and you've mentioned you weren't exactly comfortable going to games and being in gyms with a ton of people. And some college coaches, some colleges and high schools have canceled their fall seasons. Do you think we'll see a fall recruiting season? Meaning, do you think you'll be able to watch games live and or go visit players, students, uh, high school students, recruits in gyms? Wow. Um... I I hope so, Mark, but I, I I don't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, obviously, August, pushing that dead period back through August, uh, meaning 
no off-campus recruiting, no on-campus visits for, for prospects. Um, and typically, um, in, a normal, in a normal year, kids would take tons of unofficial visits and you would start official visits towards the end of August as you know, the summer was winding down, you, you're starting to get back into fall semester. So that's huge. Um, I, I've heard rumblings of maybe September, they'll let us out. I, I, I don't know if in fact they'll let coaches out. Um, fingers crossed, because I, I, I'm getting stir crazy. I want to see some of the kids, I want to see them. Um, but I, I don't know, um, until we get, look, until kids are back, we're working with them. Um, you know, football's in season and they're playing games. You got, you know, you potentially got folks coming to a stadium. Then maybe we'll reassess. But I think a lot has to happen before they, they allow us out. Just just my my two cents. Yeah, NCAA expert Jeff Goodman tweeted the other day that he's hearing September. It looks like it may be out of the question as well. Yeah, I, I – I mean, now you're starting to get in potential school years for kids, like kids are back in school and how much school do you want them to miss? And, um, you know, that, that was, I mean, we pushed for that as coaches to get April where, where we could go out in April and, and, and some, of the, 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 some of the feedback early on when, when the calendar got initially changed was the kids are missing too much school and we don't want them missing school. So, you know, you're, now you're talking about that at the start of a school year in September. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be hard. Are you starting to get worried that the high school and college basketball season may be in jeopardy? <laughs> um, if this thing continues to get pushed back. That's yeah, I, I, I just want, I want to see, personally, I want to see football and how that works. I'd like to see the NBA. I, I think there's a, a, a huge wait and see approach from, from all the powers to be. And, and then we can start assessing whether or not there'll be basketball. It, I'll say this, if there's no football, no way in the world is there going to be basketball. College division two schools in California. There's one conference there that canceled the season, two division three schools, in the Northeast canceled their fall season. Yeah. If that's an indication where this thing is starting to go, just like everybody was up in arms when the Ivy League canceled its uh, post-tournament or post-season for the right. NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. And look what happened after that. I mean, everyone yeah, I, and, 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 suit. And I, look, I, I don't claim to have all the answers, man, but I, I just, I don't see, um, how we, we I, I don't know. I, I hope so, but I'll tell you, some of those schools that have canceled, obviously those are financial reasons. At, at, at those levels, I mean, they're probably trying, they're, they're cutting costs and, and it just makes sense from a cost standpoint. They're trying to be as cost efficient as possible. And, and listen, at, at the lower levels, you spend more money on football and, 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 and you lose money. Um, in, in some of those sports. And so those departments have, have obviously had to make those hard calls um, to, to finish the season. But it makes sense to me from an economic standpoint. Some AAU event operators are still playing to host tournaments. Oh, there was some. I, I watched live stream this past weekend. I, was watch, I, I watched some kids in Atlanta play. Um, I, 
I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that they're still doing it. Yeah. Well, I know that there's a company up in the Northeast, in New Jersey, that's planning to put on some yeah. major tournaments. And, and I know a lot of teams are planning to go to it with some high-level oh, yeah. players. Yeah. Can you determine how good a kid is watching on live stream? Hard. Hard as heck, Mark. I mean, I watch kids this weekend. And, and, and the, the camera angles are tough. I mean, you're so far away, you can't really judge legit height. Um, you know, you, you think the competition's good, but you just don't know enough about all of the teams. And um, I, it's a hard eval. I'd hate to solely make decisions solely based off of film. Now, there's some kids that we've seen play, obviously. And um, so, you know, this weekend I, I was watching kids. I kind of knew their game. but uh, it's a hard one when there's a kid that you wanted to see and this is the first time you see him and you got to go solely off film. So would you recommend a kid who's looking to be recruited for 2021 to play? I still, I, I, I don't know, man. I got, I, look, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with Austin with workouts here in Charlottesville and right. All of that. I, I'm I'm slowly starting to let them do some outdoor stuff where they're outside and um, you know some individual stuff in the gym. But I, that's a parent's call. I can't. I, I wouldn't want to say one way or the other. Um, selfishly, I I do like watching it. I mean, I, I want to see the kids, but I I know from a health standpoint, uh, you got to be extremely cautious. Um, and, and I think the event operators are trying to trying their best to to make it as safe as possible. I mean, you got folks in there with masks; they're trying to social distance. But you and I know a lot of the gyms. I mean, you know, there's barely room to sit in most of those places, depending on where you go. So social distancing is is, is extremely hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm confused right now because my child, my second child, right, yeah. is in that stage where he's getting recruited. And he's got one offer or a couple of offers, but coaches are looking to see him play before they extend that. If if what decide whether or not they're going to extend another offer, right? Extremely hard decision. So what do we do? What does he do? You know, it's 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 a tough. I, I listen. I, I feel for you. I feel for for Cobes. I, I I mean that's that's tough. Um, I I I do think if we if if listening to the experts and I'm not an expert, but listening to the doctors and and everything that age that group that segment of population, the, the, the chance of fatality is extremely low. Yeah. But the issue is them having it, taking it home, there's a loved one taking it home to family members, to, you know what I mean? So, you know, if they, if they were to contract COVID, I, it's, it's a hard call. It's an extremely hard call. Right. And then there's the whole talk about when someone goes somewhere, coming back and quarantining for, you know, two weeks or, well, I, I'd say this, Mark. I know for a fact kids aren't quarantined. I mean, they, 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 the parents may have good intentions, but those kids, most of the kids that are getting recruited have been in the gym working with folk, with other folk. They're, they, they're still doing what they, they need to do to try to get a scholarship. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, this is people's livelihood, and there's a lot at stake, right? No the college costs a lot of money. And also, this is something that people are so passionate about. And this is a kid's dream, getting right. a Division One college scholarship or, or Division Two or Division Three. So it becomes really complicated when you think about what's at stake, but also oh, what, on the other side, someone's health. 
right? And we still don't know the longevity of someone's health. So what the risk, what the... What no, the and, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I don't know when we'll know. I mean, we won't know. Just We won't know, honestly, until well into 21. Right. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, yeah. All right. College students, college student athletes getting paid has been a conversation for years. At this point, it looks like college students will be getting paid for like this and image at every, in every school. It's only probably a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Joining the Jay Willie show now is Ahmad Hawkins. Ahmad, <laughs> welcome. The ball hawk. Ball hawk. <laughs> hey, you, I don't know if you've heard it, Jay Willie. His podcast the other day was so transparent. It was really, really, really good. And if you haven't listened, check that one out. Seriously, if you haven't listened, log on to the LockerRoomAccess.com website and download that. Listen to it. On I our will. Show, but you don't get any realer than the ball hawk, man. He's going to keep no. it. He's going to keep it real and transparent at 100. What the, what the young well, folks we, say? They're going to yeah, keep it 100? I was going to say, you might have to owe push-ups if you say keep it real or keep it 100. Yeah. Like, next time, we, you know, there's none of that. Right? All right, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the young folks, Mark. No one's saying that. Okay, no all right. Before, right? I mean, that's, that's like outdated for us. Okay, anyway. that's New York. That's the New Yorker in you. That's old. There you go. That's, that's what old. it is. That's I might have just New got York. down to y'all now, right? Right, right. It started in New York 10 years ago. Might be hitting Virginia. <laughs> 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 so, Ahmad. What do you have to say to those who say scholarships are enough to cover expenses and enough for people at, at student athletes while they're playing sports in college? Ah, oh, man. Um, I was, I mean, basically, man, like that's your prerogative. You feel like the scholarship is enough for a young man or a young woman to not own their likeness, not own their name, then I feel like something wrong with you. Like everybody should own what they look like. Everybody should own their name. And I don't think I didn't notice when I signed my national letter of intent that I was basically signing my likeness and my name away. I didn't own it and I couldn't profit off of it. So um, it's sad that folks are so used to the status quo. They're not even trying to understand what this means to uh, student athletes in college and, and what this can do for them personally. Uh, because a lot of times, man, People come out on hard times and you are walking business. And it's so important now in this day and age with entrepreneurship that every student athlete understand that they are worth something. And when I talk to high school students and then middle school students, know your worth early so that you can better prepare yourself uh, for when you try to start an LLC or you're trying to you know, become incorporated, that, that you know how to move in this world because, you know, you could go to college and mature and become a better human being, get an education. But a lot of times they don't give you that financial education that you truly need. And Jay Willard tell you this, you, you make it to the league or you make it to the NFL, you make any pro league, you, you get all these vultures around you because you don't have an idea how to manage money. You know, you get that stipend and stuff and that's, that's, that's great but it's nothing like owning your own. And that's what everybody tries to do. Okay, so if you go to a school like UVA and you're out of state or a school like Duke or another private school or, and, and you're out of state or public school and you're out of state, it could cost $65,000, $70,000 a year. Isn't giving you nearly $300,000 for four years enough? 
Are you uh, playing devil's advocate here, Mark? Yeah. He is. He huh? is. He's doing a great job at it, too. <laughs> He's playing devil's advocate here. How do you know my opinion on this? I, I'm just asking. I, okay. So, All right. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Ball <laughs> well, My thing is this. I, I, listen to, I listen to words people use, and nothing's given. Like, when people say you, you got a scholarship, it's a free education. I always, my rebuttal is this. When something is free, you don't take it back, right? You can't get it back. Somebody give you something free, it's yours, right? Yeah. Ask me, can I lose my scholarship? Can you, can you lose it? Yes. Can it, is, it, is it guaranteed four or five years, or is it semester to semester? Because I'm earning it. It's a yeah. job. Yeah. So, and, yeah. I ahead. mean, are you able, how much time do you have as a student athlete outside of going to class and going to practice and your pre-workouts and your workouts in the fall and your workouts during this basketball season. So if you don't have much money, right, if you come from somewhere, come from a family and you have very little money and let's say you get hungry at night, I mean, now you get a stipend, right? I don't know how long that stipend lasts, but it's a little bit different than it was, let's say 10 years ago, right? Or 15 years ago or when you guys played. Right. right. Were there times when you guys were hungry when you played? Absolutely. Yeah. But 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 I I I'll say this, Mark, and I'm I'm I want to jump in. Um, I think it's I think times have changed. I think I think image and likeness will happen. Um, I don't know how it's going to be implemented all the way. I think there's still some questions of of how that happens. But what's the difference in a kid? that gets accepted to UVA on a Jefferson Scholar, and they, are, they, they get all of their tuition paid for, but they can go work. Yep. They can go make money outside of that scholarship. No one's telling them that, you know, wait a second, you got that scholarship, everything's paid for. So, um, you know, I, I, I've always thought it was interesting, and, and I wasn't the smartest guy when I was in school, but, you know, we – we could work in the summer, but there were certain restrictions on when we could earn income. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's not the case for every student athlete. I mean, every, every student that's on a scholarship that's given, that's rewarded through the university by whatever means the university rewards certain students' scholarships. And, I, and, and what Ballhawk is saying is, you know, yes, those scholarships are earned. We work for those. Um, and we put in a lot of hours. I'm, I'm talking as a former player now. Um, that's a lot of long hours and a lot of folk benefit from, from, from that. Um, and so, listen, in, in this climate and in, in, in the times that we're in now, absolutely, I think the time's right for, for, for folk to get paid and, and, make, and have a chance to make money off that likeness. Um, yep. and, and so, I'm I'm glad that this has been passed and, and I just I want to know how it's gonna be, be implemented because listen, the haves are gonna get even even richer yep. than the than the have nots. We know that's gonna happen. There's certain places that'll benefit more than others from that. Um, but I, I for all student athletes to have an opportunity to to make some money outside of uh, scholarship and, and, and use that image and likeness. And it won't be for everybody. 
there will be certain kids on the team that won't have an opportunity to make money because of their image and likeness. I was just going to ask that question, too, to you, Ahmad. What if the quarterback or the point guard's making $5,000 off his image and likeness per week? And I don't know how – I don't know what it would look like, right? And let's say the running back is making $300 or the center is making $300. Does that create an unhealthy locker room? Nah, I'm just letting them know welcome to the real world because when you step to the next level, it's going to be like that. Um, you're preparing yourself. So when you go to school, um, a lot of times they tell you, you know, return another year. You're not ready yet for the next level. Um, so what this entails is that it's showing you how the world of business truly works. It's not fair. Everybody's not going to benefit the most. But the main thing I think we need to make clear is that from my understanding, the school isn't cutting a check to the player. This is their ability to market themselves. Like basically, I, I call it like you're walking LLC. You're your walking corporation. Like my name is Amaya Hawkins and I play football and I'm not attached. I'm not attaching anything I do to UVA. Like it's, you're not attaching yourself to UVA. You're attaching yourself to me. Like I'm a billboard. You're putting something on me. To You're your own brand. Yeah, whether I'm doing the interview, post-game, pre-game, whether I'm warming up, whether I'm working out, if you want me to shoot a radio spot, like that's all up to me and my scheduling and making sure it's not conflicting with anything that supersedes it. But that, to me, it should always be like that because how can you just own? Like, we used to talk about college football games. I, I go back to, you know, back in 98, 99 when I was on those games. And it was, you know, Virginia wide receiver number 80, Hampton, Virginia, my height and weight. It's me. My name doesn't have to be up there. Or you go back to the 5-5 five, five documentary, you got number four, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know who it is. It's like, I don't understand why folks feel like. Are you talking, you talking from the video game? Yeah, from the video games and stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. Jerseys, video games, right. Jerseys, video games. Like, you should be able to earn your likeness. That if you got a local store here that wants to partner with you and provide you with some extra income because they like what you're doing, they feel like you're marketable in yourself, I feel like that's fine because, as Jay Willie said, if you're somebody on academic scholarship, there's nobody saying you can't do that, from my understanding. I don't right. think anybody now, cares would if you're rich. Doing. Huh? Yeah. Our guy would have been rich had he been able to pr profit off his image and likeness. Right, because he was the only player that only schools can only choose one jersey to number for for their jerseys for to represent that college. Yeah, well, right. Kyle but, guy with that jersey for I think for two years or three two years. So, but you had him, but you also had. I mean, this dude on social media was was a monster on social media. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I I don't know how he would have technically profited from that, but. I mean, he had followers. I mean, you got to imagine advertisers would have wanted to jump on board the Cal Guy train and, you know, lickety split. I mean, he, he had thousands of, of followers. Yeah. I mean, even his man bun had his own freaking followers. <laughs> Ahmad, two weeks ago, Jay Willie and I talked about this. Florida passed the law that kids can now get paid, student athletes can get paid for image and likeness. Do you see that impacting recruiting in favor of Florida schools? Ooh, Until the a, other schools catch on or catch up? That's a great question. Initially, it, it, it may. Don't get me wrong. You, you'll have some kids that are going to try to get, quote, the money until they realize how 
it works because like he said like jay will said everybody's not gonna get paid i mean that's gonna be the harsh truth and that's where a lot of fans are saying well it's not fair because everybody's not gonna be able to get paid and last time i checked everybody doesn't have a jersey in those stands either it's, it's not a riff in a locker room like you just said like cal has a jersey did it cause an issue in your locker room jay willie no, if you don't mind me no. asking well and and then i mean but but guys don't play they're guys that don't that that barely play minutes and you know they're guys that are you know it's always been you know the superstars but that's that's known in, in the locker room like guys mm-hmm. know who the guy who the man is and and I I think um, I don't think that'll ever be an issue in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I personally don't. Yep, yep. All right, Ahmad. Thanks again for joining us, guys. People, if you haven't listened to the Ahmad Hawkins podcast, please do. Incredibly transparent. Really, really good. <laughs> One of the best guests we've had on, and also he will be starting his football podcast dropping this week. Uh, he and Tony Covington. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. The underdog and the ball hawk. We here, man. Hey, listen. Hey, stay safe, brother. Good to see you. You too, brother. I'm I'm liking the bid, and uh, I know you got some uh some stealer questions for me soon, so I'll be ready for it. I got you. He was told he couldn't talk Steelers tonight. Hey, I don't know if you can see behind me, Mark. I changed a little bit. I got a Steeler hat in the background. So we can't, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the jersey up? I didn't see that. You got the and five. I, and I got to imagine our next guest is a Steeler guy being where he's from. So you couldn't talk Steelers. He's going to violate the rule again. That's already always done. Let's talk Steelers. Go ahead. Ahmad, right. thanks again for joining. All right, fellas. Um, and so Gus Gerard was the first player to leave UVA early for the professional ranks. His incredible, compelling story can be heard on Locker Room Access. The podcast was amazing. Gus now joins the Jay Willie Show to talk about the NBA and UVA players headed to Orlando. Gus and Jay Willie, have you guys met? No, I don't believe we have. I thought maybe Barry introduced me to you a few years ago, Park Hill, um, when a reception after one of the guy when everybody came back. It was real brief. Maybe it, it, it must have been upstairs after a game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I want you to know I did my homework, Coach. <laughs> and well, yes, first of all, I could get out a whole closet of Steeler stuff and, and have it out here in a second. Let me tell I you. I got it too. I know. And and the other thing is, I want you to know that when they said Jay Woolley, I was thinking, and then they said your name. I said, oh, okay. And then. I, so I did my homework, and I know that you were on the team with Harold and Corey and those guys, and and, um, and did you had the record for as far as the team went for a long time, right? The the elite eight. Yeah, we went as far as the Elite Eight, yeah. Right. And for a long time, you were able to talk smack about having that record. And then finally, <laughs> this year, and I'm sure you were very happy that it was broken by the team. Congratulations, man. Thank well you. Hey, Great listen. Job. I'm absolutely thrilled it was broken. I wanted to go to a Final Four so bad. So, oh, yeah. I know it. Yeah, I know it. Gus, the other record, the other dubious record Jay Willie has is getting kicked out of practice the most times as a player. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> you got to check out some of our previous podcasts where he talks about it. It's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I was going to say, he, maybe he was hanging on the rim, bending the rims like I used to do in the Dell, and they would kick me out of the Dell all the time. No, I, no, no, no. JJ would kick me out because I was a pain in the you-know-what. 
Yeah, Willie, you should know that Gus Gerard is arguably one of the best dunkers in UVA history. I, I've heard all the stories. <laughs> so, so Jeff was my coach. Obviously, Jeff told oh. us about the history playing, having played for Terry, and and uh, I mean, he he knew all of that. And um, obviously, Barry, Barry's got stories, and um, you know, I, I've heard, I, I know the name. Don't know him well, but I'm glad he's on with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here with you guys. So, gents, UVA, I think it's seven, has seven players. I think seven's the right number. Going, headed to Orlando to play in the remainder of the season. Gus, what is the difference between NBA when you played and NBA now? Well, okay, this, this is kind of easy because right now – the athlete, the guys who play the game are we had talented guys don't get me wrong i mean david thompson could jump out of the gym and julia serving but the, the exceptional players we had kareem and magic and bird the guys now are so skilled i mean you know as far as their ball handling and 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 their their athleticism is off the charts it seems like everybody can jump above the square now and 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 shoot the ball um it, it it reminds me a lot more to ABA now than it does the NBA, the old ABA, to be honest with you. Um, that's the way we played a lot. We didn't, we had some ISOs, not as much as like Houston does right now with, with Westbrook and Harden, but you know, we clear out aside for Marvin Barnes or Maurice Lucas or myself and the Nets always cleared out for Dr. J. And um, it, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm partial still to the old, the older game. I think there was better defense back then, um, but it's just it's fun to watch guys run and jump. That's my thing. I love to see guys flying through the air and dunking, and the skill set is just amazing. Of course, guys train all year round now. They seem to be in better shape all year round. Um, they they start much younger than we did, you know, the AAU ball and stuff. AAU wasn't around when I was growing up. Um, I got my game on the playgrounds, which sometimes I think might be a little better. Sometimes AAU scares me a little bit because guys seem to get a little bit spoiled sometimes and catered to real early. Um, and then that carries on with them where when you really got it out on the playgrounds, and I'm sure Jay Will knows that, and, um, you know, you learn some stuff. You learn about being grateful for where you're going and what you got, and you don't ex expect nothing. You earn it. So It toughens you up, that's for sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, that makes me my playground basketball because, you know, New York City is the greatest playground basketball there is, right? Yeah, sir. I'll tell you, New York, uh, Philly was always, yeah, you know, had, had the Eastern Post League, the Baker the League. And, yeah, um, New York. We, we, I used believe me. I played with a lot of guys from New York, and that's all they talked about. <laughs> oh my goodness, it, well, it was great. It's it's funny you say that, Gus, because we had Walt Williams on a, a few shows ago, okay. Mark, and, and the question was, you know, what's the difference in the game? And I, I, I think, I think the guys shoot it, and and I mean shoot it with distance. I, I thought the game back then was more inside out as opposed to what it is today. I think, um, you know, you, you, you kind of played through a big man and, and the big man was, was, uh, was how the game was played. But I think the game is, 
has changed where it's outside in, everybody shooting threes and shooting them from deep and can handle the ball. And um, I, I, I still think we were tougher. We were tougher back then for having played on the playground. And, and, and you, you kind of, you grew up, you knew your roles. Like, you know, when you were younger, right. you had to play to your role. And, and the big boys let you play when you got good enough. <laughs> That's right. It's almost like centers are obsolete now. You know, everybody's a, a, a shooting forward. And you're right, the range. And, and Curry kind of changed all that, a lot of that anyway. The kids are, you know, their heroes now are LeBron and Co um, Kobe was for his generation, now Steph Curry. And kids want to come up. For, I, there's a basketball court behind my house here, and I see the kids go out there. And the first thing they do is they walk to half court and they start shooting. And I start yelling, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're not going to make it. What are you even trying for? Start off in close or whatever. But And you're right. Um, it was tougher, um, the flagrant foul situation. I always see that highlight when um, Mikhail floored Kurt Rambis in the uh, Lakers and Celtics rivalry. Nobody got kicked out or when the bad boys Pistons were playing against Michael and the Bulls and all those hard hits and everything. Nobody got thrown out of the games. Then. It was like, get up and shoot your free throws. And it was a lot tougher. But, um, you know, the guys make a lot more money now, a lot more money. So they got to they gotta protect him a little bit more, I think. <laughs> Jay Willie, you talk about looking the game way back when was inside out. And not only is that true, if you look at old films, you though that is is one of the most i guess blatant things to watch but in addition to the uniforms how short short the shorts are right those two things are so funny to watch right? oh yeah oh, socks yeah. up to the knees socks up to the knees and short shorts <laughs> and guys what what was the biggest difference between the aba and nba when, when you made that jump well I was fortunate because we merged in when I was with the Denver Nuggets. We were one of the four teams that merged into the NBA. And we, we were a loaded team. When we got to the NBA, we won like 64 games the first year. Um, they couldn't keep up with us. We ran much more than they did in the ABA. We scored the ball better. We were used to the three-point line. It hadn't brought, been brought into the NBA yet, but we were used to, you know, having that line when it did come in. Um, and, and uh, it was a slower game. You know, we would try to pick it up. We would have guys' tongues running around. We, we, we couldn't wait to get him in Denver in that altitude. We'd say, all right, it's time to turn it up a notch. We'd look over and they're taking oxygen and, and everything, be breathing. We got him now. We said, we got him now. And uh, I think it was slower and more muscle, physical. We kind of finessed it up a lot, to be honest, when all the guys – when you think about the ABA guys that came in, though, in that merger, you know, George Gervin, the Iceman, Julius, Moses Malone, David Thompson, Bobby Jones, Caldwell Jones, I mean, Maurice Lucas, Marvin Barnes, we, uh, Billy Knight, myself, Len Elmore. I mean, we had an onslaught, Jimmy Silas, Dallas. There were guys that the NBA never heard of that came in from the ABA and started lighting it up, and they were going, wow, what was going on over in this other league for so long? And you just, you just named a bunch of Hall of Famers, Gus. That, I mean, like, like that, Artist that's Gilmore. impressive. Yeah, Artist Gilmore, he was oh, yeah. another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gus, on the Locker Room Access podcast, Dougie Smith has this question. He asks everybody, all the guests that come on, uh -huh. of their top five players, right? right? Their Mount Rushmore players. Right. And, folks, you'll have to come on. You have to check out the podcast to listen to find out who Gus Gerard's Mount Rushmore players of UVA are. Who are your three top – three, four top players to play in the NBA in ever? 
that I played against maybe because I never played against. Who you played against and who you think of now? You've been playing, you've been watching basketball for years. Okay. Kareem, Kareem Jabbar. Just three, bird magic. Um, okay. I, never, I never played against Michael or Kobe or LeBron, but, you know, they're all up there on the Rushmore too, for sure. Um, and I want to change – I got to change my five now. I'm putting Jay Will in as the other guard with Park Hill, Walker, Samson, and myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you took the three champions. Just so you know. You weren't supposed to spoil it, by the way. I mean, my numbers, my numbers don't compare, Mark, to those guys, man. My numbers, I was a role player. I, I'm true to that. Every team needs that. You know there you that. Go. There you go. You were definitely a top blue guy, Jay Willie, from what I understand. There you go. We, we'll have a post about that on our website, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Uh, Gus, Jay Willie, is there a health concern for guys going to Orlando to play? Spencer Dinwiddie just came, it came out today that he tested positive. Rudy Gobert still hasn't fully recovered. Was that four or five months ago? He was one of the first, wasn't he? He was yeah. the first. Yeah. I yeah. mean, after touching the microphones and he he and um, the guard Donovan Mitchell, I think, both tested right after each other for Utah, and that's when the league stopped playing as soon as they tested positive. Yeah. Personally, I, I think there is a, a big risk. Um, but I understand the guys also. I, I was listening to somebody earlier today, um, one of the players in the NBA, and he was saying, you know, yeah, the right thing for us would probably be not to go and play and just, you know, make sure we're safe for our families and stuff. He said, but, you know, we can take this money we're going to earn and we can, we can use it towards what's going on in the country right now towards good causes, you know, and, and we can look at it like that, that we're doing, we're going to, a lot of us are going to use the money we make from this restart and we're going to donate it to certain charities or whatever, or, or movements or whatever, um, Black Lives Matter, whatever it may be. Um, and also the NBA is doing something where they're going to allow the players to also, I don't know how I feel quite about this, but it's pretty cool. I don't have too many arguments with, uh, Sil commissioner, uh, silver and, uh, the NBA, they usually make pretty good decisions, but they're going to allow the guys to wear on their uniforms on the back, like instead of their names, like maybe a saying like, um, you know, no, no justice, no peace or something. They're allowed, they're going to have, be allowed to have something as long as it's not derogatory on their uniforms to state a message. So it's almost like this, this season is going to be for a, another whole purpose this time, the remainder of the season anyway. But yeah, as far as the risk, absolutely. I mean, there's, there was like a bunch of more hockey players or tested positive today and baseball players are choosing not to play some of them. Um, so um, if anybody can pull something like this off, I think the NBA can. Um, I, I, I think it's a, a, definitely a risk um, and it's high risk, but I think they, they want to get back. I just want to see some hoops, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, partial, you know, I, I can sit at home here and watch it on TV. I don't have to be down there in an open, in a bubble or whatever, worried about that. But I just want to see some hoops, man. I don't care if it's fans or not. Heck, in the ABA, we played a lot of arenas. So I had a thousand fans or less in them sometimes. Um, so that won't bother me. I just want to see some hoops. I'm ready, man. This has been tough, <laughs> especially not seeing you guys go this year because you were peaking at the right year, Jay Willie. I mean, we, the right time of year. We, we were. It was the right time. I thought yeah. offensively, I thought we started to hit a little bit of a stride. It was, it was, 
frustrating. But I would agree, Gus, I do think there's, there's a risk from a health standpoint. Um, and, and I know they're going to they're gonna make every uh, precaution under the sun to, to do it right, open it up right. Um, but I just don't, listen, I, I, I've listened to a lot of medical experts. I just don't see how you, you not test positive um, and, and people not get sick with such close interaction that there's going to be with basketball. I just, I don't, and, and listen, if, if, if they could quarantine and no one was coming and going and, and you knew, you know, for two weeks or whatever, everybody, it, you know, there no positive tests, no one had gone anywhere, but I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they do that. You know, you pro guys, you'll sneak out, you'll have people come in. It'll be all kind of stuff going on. That's the first thing I was thinking of when you were saying that. Now, the Lakers just signed J.R. Smith. Do you think he's going to stay in that bubble the whole time? <laughs> he's going out. My other concern would be um, I know they're going to have some time to get ready, and they probably been, some of them probably been working out. But somebody like Joel Embiid from the Sixers, who I don't know if he's ever been in great basketball shape, so to speak, because he's had injuries, and it always seems to slow him down and comes back heavier. But when he is in some kind of shape, he can dominate games. And, you know, I think he'd give Philly a really good chance in the East if he's if he's in shape. But we don't know what kind of shape these guys are going to come back in. Right. You know, some of them may have been working out. Like if you're like LeBron and you got full amenities in your house, you know, you got a whole basketball court and saunas and everything and trainers in your house, um, you can do that. But a lot of guys don't. And so it's be interesting, you know, injury is going to play into it too. How soon can they play and not pull a muscle or a hamstring like you do a lot of times in training camp early on. So, Jay Willie, when you talk about precautions, from what I understand through a source, a very close source, yeah, a secret hotline, anonymous hotline for players to call if they see another player sneaking out out of the bubble. So J.R. Smith and guys like that will be risking more than just their health they'll be risking their chance to actually be on a team maybe forever if they who, try but, to but, but Mark, who, in, in, in all reality, who's telling on who? Me. I'm telling because guess what? Now you're messing with my health. If it wasn't the health, I wouldn't, you know, call me snitch or whatever. I, would, I don't think I would snitch. But if you're talking about sneaking out and you're compromising other people's health, right, and, ch- and possibly chance to contract COVID, I think people have to be a lot more responsible in this case. And I think people will call and it's anonymous. Don't forget. So I don't have to tell, I don't have to say who it is. Well, okay. But I, I, I know pro athletes and sneaking out and having folk coming in or something that they do with the best of them. Absolutely. But <laughs> it's a different time, right. And, and again, I hear you it's seven, eight weeks or however long it could no, be. I know. I know. Right. So I think from what I just heard today from an NBA ref, that some some players are requesting that their wives, at least their wives, come down. So I don't know if that's accurate or not, uh, but that's one of the things I heard today. They yeah. better hope. They better hope there's no ML cars playing this nowadays because he'd tell on anybody for anything. <laughs> get, get more minutes above you. He was one of the biggest snitches in the world. And back then, you know, you didn't have to snitch or something. I mean, it was no. Oh man. But you're right. I, if it's anonymous, they might get some – because the players are going to be concerned about their health. And, but Especially when families are – when the families yeah. come and the families are involved. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we're all excited. I know I think we're all concerned, but we're also excited to see our seven guys go down and compete, 
right? Well, you know, I'm happy. Go ahead. Well, just got signed recently. To yeah, go I'm to happy. Play. I'm happy for, for especially, well, you know, the guys that were on guaranteed contracts, you know, they, they're okay. But guys like Devin and Justin Anderson who just got picked up, that's huge for those guys. Kyle Guy, who, you know, back and forth in the G League, and he's going to be there. So um, I, for, for them, it's an opportunity. Right. Um, and from what I gather, you can help me with this, Mark. If you test positive after the initial quarantine, you're done. Is that right? You, I they, don't know. They bring I, I, in, I believe so. They bring in a replacement player for you. So you could potentially miss the play, playoffs. Yeah, that's right. In the middle of the first round, you test positive, you're done for the rest of the playoffs. Right. So I think some of these guys are going to say, I'm not, once I get tested, and if a couple of guys got, came tested positive now, right. they got to quarantine. I'm sure they're going to quarantine. Well, Malcolm, so, Malcolm, Malcolm tested. Malcolm, yeah, Spencer, yeah. Anybody getting tested now and testing positive? Right. I'm sure they're going to be really careful and, and make sure that they're safe going right. into this. So, Gus, that was an awesome story of ML Carr. Folks, <laughs> if you want to hear more great stories, you really, really, really want to hear Gus Gerard's podcast. It was amazing. It was incredible. It really was. Jay Willie, you got to check it out. I Seriously. This story has so many highs and lows. I'm not going to give it away, but there were some really low points. Gus, I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing you or putting you on the spot. No, uh, man. Great my, 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 my story is real public. It's all over the internet. And, and when I tell it to you guys like I did in that podcast, believe, believe me, it helps me to tell it. Um, it's kind of like can't keep what I have unless I give it away. Yeah. No, it, it was uh, incredible. It was so compelling. There were times when I was, I was just like, I mean, I, I think I was close to a tear at one point. So, and then also it was just, I was so happy for you for the second half of the story of your life. So congrats, really happy Thank for you. you. Always rooting for you. And Thank looking you. forward to meeting you in person. Maybe the three yeah. of us will get to a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Boy, that would be awesome. Hey, I'm in. Just say oh, when. Okay. If it's right. the winter, I need a booth. So <laughs> no, you got to suck. You got to suck it up, man. You got to oh, brave the conditions, man. That's oh, all about God. being a Steeler. Ain't no boost in the berg, man. No boost in the berg on those three rivers, man. That wind comes off of there, and it's woo. Then it'll have to be a game in September for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Gus, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to You're talking soon. Man, always a pleasure, Mark. And Coach, finally getting to meet you like this, even though it's via Zoom. I look forward to seeing you soon, man, somewhere, okay? Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on, and stay safe. You too, brother. Thank you, man. Jay Willie, before we say goodnight, um, hey, what's, what's, hey, what's that? I had to, I, I jumped off. In the mail came the Jay Willie shirt. So my wife was saying, you got to put it on. What are you doing? So I, 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 I apologize for leaving. When I think Ballhawk was on, I jumped back on. But I switched shirts mid, midstream here. You beat me to the punch. It looks good. Pull up the logo a little bit. To the, to the screen. Can you see that? Yes, that is hot. That I looks like, good. Yeah, it does. It really I does. I gotta thank T-Dub for that. How many people have their face and their name on their own shirt? Hey, I, feel a little, I feel a little strange wearing my own face. On, you know, I, I'm wearing my face on, on me right now. That, that's a little weird. It looks but good. They got you with the full beard. I right? like it. I yeah. like it. No, it looks yeah. great. Anyway, everyone, thanks so much for joining us. For Jason Williford, I'm Mark Jerome on The Jay Willie Show. Take care. See you next time.
playing some YB originals. Speech that I did. They can't get me with copyright for that. 